Hello, and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by the temporary host that was replacing rabbits for this week, um, Combo. Back at it, back again. Uh, I didn't introduce myself, uh, which I failed yeah. to do in every episode, which is great, because that means if you meet me on ladder, you can't flame the actual podcast. Uh, but That's I am true. Flash, so if you do see a, a bracket BU, close bracket <laughs> Flash on ladder... You can say hi and then flame me as I'm, I don't know. What's your curve choice? How the, how can they identify you? Oh, I, I've, I've become an Octane. Uh, oh, yeah? Octane, uh, what's it called? Beta. Main. Octane mm-hmm. Beta. That's that's what I like to call it, right. right? Sure. Um, <laughs> no, we, I mean, to the one crossover listener with our other podcast, all right? Um, and this is more. Do you have one? Do you know that? <laughs> there might be. I don't know. It's uh, it's okay, probably cool. actually Wabbits. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Fair. Um, to the one crossover listener, um, I started the last podcast with an eleven minute rant about <laughs> Reddit. Um, so yes, uh, I feel like there's like a lot of hype that I need to build up, but I I don't. I'm not feeling quite that today. All right. Maybe you'll be there <laughs> tomorrow when I record the next podcast. Um, but. But what we do have is actually uh, some Rocket League to talk about. Um, I'm kind of excited. Yeah, um, how? Let's let's jump let's jump right into it. All right, combo. Are you good with that? Yeah. Let's get into the news. Get into it. Oh, oh, we're gonna go with that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to just do a segment uh, for beginners' corner. That's our first corner. It's what we usually talk about um, of what I wish I knew when I started playing the game. All right um so combo i want you to give me three things all right mm. that you wish you knew when you started playing rocket league mm-hmm. i have an easy one off the bat i don't think i've talked about it on the podcast yet but um i wish i knew aerialing existed when i started in rocket league because that was like i, I played in the beta so there wasn't any like youtube <laughs> tutorials or, or things along those lines uh and i like vividly remember the day that i was playing i was I think I was in like gold ish. So at the time gold was probably like diamond equivalent okay. uh, in season one. And so I, I was like mid gold. Uh, and I remember playing and I were all playing on the ground and, and do what you do and then and just hanging out. And then all of a sudden the ball pops up as it normally does. And everyone just waits for it to come down to, to catch it and drive it down the field. Uh, and this guy just comes flying over our heads <laughs> and hits it in the net. And I remember this like beautiful, like he was almost at the ceiling, like this crazy stuff. But I guarantee if I were to have saved the replay and go look back at it now, <laughs> play saving didn't exist at the time but if i were to go back and look now there uh i guarantee he was probably like at crossbar height maybe and like like stomached the ball he was doing a gold it level area <laughs> right and so and but i remember it being this crazy like how did he get that high like what happened there uh and so then me and my my teammate at the time went into like a private match and literally just tried to practice flying for the next like four straight days uh <laughs> so i would have loved to know that that's a thing that's not really relevant to viewers but that was just one that instantly came to i my like head. it no it's good uh, right? it's good yeah uh, number two, uh, I wish I knew how important training was when I started. Uh, when so I, I I got to platinum in in season one, which was your GC, like the the, the equivalent of GC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I quickly started to fall behind as I started playing less uh, and, and not really like wanting to like grind, if you know what I mean. So to me, like if I played, I'm like, oh well, I'm I like, I, I didn't play yesterday and I only have like an hour now, so I might as well just play a bunch of ranked games and and get it done. <laughs> That's like, sucked I didn't my know. life right now. Um, anyway, keep right? going. 
right? So, so, and I, I think this is like a, a easily most players that, that play the game is that like, I didn't know how important it was not only to warm up, but just to train on a, a regular basis if you can. Like I, so for instance, like I've never been good at flicks. Like that's definitely one of the, the weaker parts of my game because I'm not a ones player. Like I, I've never found it super useful. I'm generally a more defensive player. So um, I, I've never been much of a flicker per se. Uh, but recently I've been noticing, obviously that is a lack in my game. So I've been trying to train a lot more to, to get better. And I, like I'm getting pretty good at 45 flicks now. I hit the occasional 180 flick. Uh, and, and I'm starting it quite a bit better, but that's because now I'm putting up probably an equal amount of time in training as I am in game at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something I really wish I knew it was as important. And I, I think that, that one's particular for people because if you're just playing Rocket League to have fun and just enjoy it, like play games, there's no reason not to. Like, yeah, for uh, sure. It's, it's fun yeah. to have fun, but if you actually want to really grow and grind and exceed, way to go to to really figure out what skills you're missing and not if for me not custom training it's really free play being able to to go on the fly and do what you need to do custom training is really good for the early game if like i need to practice shooting i need to practice aerialing like like your your basic mechanics that you can't really practice in free play yet uh but once you get to like diamond champ like i would really recommend just using free play and and just working on the little mechanics that uh, we've talked about week in week in here yeah and i i can speak to that a lot because um my level progress has kind of stinted in the last i guess month or two Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's two ways I can look at it, right? One is the obvious, I'm eventually, I'm just going to hit a wall where it just takes time, right? To overcome. Yep. Um, and I think that's pretty obvious, but I think the the other thing is I'm not, when I was really starting, right? There's a lot of basic mechanical skills that I just had to like work on individually. And once those improved, then my overall game would improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now it's more, it's more about. Um, it's almost like game sense and gameplay itself is more important and I can only mm-hmm. do that through time or at least that's what I'm telling myself but you know nope, I probably could I probably could go into like more training packs and there's probably certain skills that I'm still lacking that I know mm-hmm. if I put the time in I could learn them but I just haven't done it for sure. Uh, I was talking about it with, uh, I think, a couple of the boys recently on the, on the team was that uh, one of our friends, he's he's always been the last thing, two or three seasons, he's been in champion, but isn't really progressing further than champ two. Last season, he peaked champ three. And, and so now this season, he's really like set his sights on, on GC because he sees that as a natural progression of like now, now this is the season I get GC. Um, and like not trying obviously, to, to put him down or anything like that, but um, whoever you are, you're being like called out here. right now <laughs> on the podcast. Um, he listens actually. Uh, he listens. I won't use his name, but I, I know he listens to it. So um, I will. I, I was telling him though, and like I was really blunt with him of saying like I have actually never met a player that has not spent at least one entire season in C three. C three is one of the biggest walls, other than I would say the platinum three to diamond one is a big wall, and then C three to GC is a giant wall as well. Whereas like I think Jer now has spelt, spent at probably about three seasons in the C three area. Um, like I know Seville spent about a season and a half in C three. Uh, like I like I said, I, I was early before the C three thing really existed. But when I took my break and then got back into the game, I spent all of season eight in, in C three. So uh, I, I was talking to him quite a bit about how like I, like please yes. Keep your hopes high and like like hopefully you can succeed with that um but uh don't get discouraged if you if you hit a wall because i think every uh is similar to most video games in general there's a lot of kind of stagnation walls where um 
where people will hit and they stop being uh, as quick, like quickly rising as, for instance, like you were when you started, right? Yeah. Like you got sure. the you got the platinum so quick, and now you'll you'll hit a wall for a bit. You'll find a new skill, and then you'll move up to diamond. You'll hit a wall for a bit. You'll find a new skill and move up, and so on, right? So uh, I, I'm happy at least that we have both like my perspective and yours, because like it, it happens in all ranks, and it's something that people need to to keep working through with training and other things. So. And you can see when I don't. When I play either tired or tilted, <laughs> it doesn't help the overall chemistry, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But I, I suppose you have to get used to playing with a little bit of tilt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and then what's the third um, The third thing? The third thing I wish I knew uh, is to not care about your rank as much as I think everyone does, and funny coming off of a point where we're talking about how to rise in ranks. Um but I think this is only something I'm slowly settling into now as I start to care less and less about ranked, um, is that I think the, it, the best way to improve and get your rank up is truthfully just not looking at your MMR, not Which using is like, so things, tough. Um, right? like not using things like Bacchus Mod or things on those lines, where actually I will say Bacchus Mod, you can actually hide your rank, which is pretty cool uh, for folks who want to do that, mm-hmm. um, who are on PC, but... Um, the I, I think it's something that's really really important, and I always have heard pros and YouTubers say it, where it's like they think that's a, a really good way to improve. Um, but it, I, I don't think I've ever fully understood it until recently, where I started to look, and I'm like, man, like I know I'm gonna get to where I need to be. I just need to stop caring about if I lose, because like I get, I think that if anything that tells me more, it's the fact that when you're in like C3 GC, you're mostly playing people who are a little lower than you. So I always will win six or seven MMR if I win a game, but I'll lose 12 or 13. And that's the most tilting thing on the planet when I'll win three games straight and lose two. And now I'm in the negative. Uh, and uh, so I think that's something that I, I've been really trying to take on. And I think that's the same with most ranks is that if you care so heavily about that one little number on what your MMR is and where you're moving, that you're going to stop caring about actually improving at the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll get stuck in that little bit of a rut. So I wish I knew how little the rank actually matters and it's more about your skill because uh, that's obviously what's going to get you further in the actual miraculously competitive scene if that's someone's goal right yeah uh actually i have two things to say to that one yeah. as i've noticed for myself if someone challenges me then that's what you know what's going to prove the most if you're like no there's no way you could reach it by this time because then you give me mm-hmm. a goal and then that's when the most focus does that make sense mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't hit GC by tomorrow, Flash. I can't hit GC by tomorrow. <laughs> Next 14 hours straight, only win. Um, no, I, it has to be realistic. Like, within it within reason. But the point is to have a goal to strive for. And if your buddy's like, hey, I don't think you can hit this, like, that's actually one of the best motivators for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Uh, although it wears off. It's not what it used to be. But, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I don't think any of you thought I'd be diamond, like in september when i said mm-hmm. i mean what what i i did say champ one so technically i didn't hit the goal but the point is did you oh i don't remember you saying that buddy you've already surpassed the goals i thought you had so uh we'll we'll keep living in that world instead. yeah whatever i'm just as long as there's a new goal to reach right now For it's sure. champ one um nice but uh uh the second thing the one where i can actually relate to your statement is um i i was a top I was at one point I was ranked 285, all right, on the Hearthstone uh North American ladder. Nice. Um, so that's like out of a million or so what it was probably multiple millions of people that play the game. I was 285th. Um but point was there's this thing about legend where you're 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 constantly trying to get to that goal like GC, right? Um mm-hmm. and I noticed cuz I hit it the first time I hit it's like that top 0.25%. 
the Got first it. time I hit it, it's the it's a GC equivalent. But the point is, the first time I hit it, it took me like 300, 400 games. And it was literally just a matter of time as long as winning like 55% of my games, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which is a stupid way to look at it. But the second, third, and fourth time I hit it, I wasn't at all caring about it. And it took way less games. Because yeah. I'd be prepping for other things. Like, I'd be prepping for tournaments and stuff. You got it. And while it doesn't translate one-to-one to Rocket League, the point I'm trying to make is that it, um, is that when your goal is just to hit GC, that first time you hit GC is going to be, like, the most crazy, brutal one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then over time, I feel like, the like, because you already hit it, you might actually play a, lo- a lot looser and, like, be yeah. more. It might actually be easier to get back to that goal. Because you're like, oh, I already hit it. Now I'm just playing to improve and stuff again, right? You got it. That was actually what I found really useful with season nine. Is like I hit, uh, I hit GC in the first month of the season. So uh, on like my my three accounts that I have, I, I hit it on all three. And so then I was like, where? What do I grind for now? Because like I didn't really want to grind for top 100 because I knew I was too far away, and that's not just something I'm passionate about. So for me, I started playing so much more like relaxed and focused mm-hmm. just instead on skill than. MMR and so like one of my accounts I ended up losing GC but one of them I got up to like 1610 or 1620 I think which is uh only like 100 MMR away from the top 100 on twos so like I like I felt pretty good about that um because and that's where I started being like noticing being like, oh like I'm not flicking enough so let's start focusing on flicking in games or um oh like like I'm feeling slow so I'm just gonna start kind of chasing a little more just so I can find that good balance of speed versus safety and uh and I completely agree I think it's because I hit it so early that I then felt like I had the time to to relax and learn real skills rather than just be like oh I just got to grind out this one more game to get that six MMR to to get to 50 15, 15 and get my gc and so on right so um yeah i think that's a really good point for that yeah all right um and then i'm gonna go through my three skills um mm-hmm. the first one's gonna sound kind of funny but uh there's a max speed your car can go mm-hmm. <laughs> which i thought you know it, it seems it's probably to like a, a, a gc player or a c3 player it seems obvious right Mm-hmm. But when I was starting, I would actually be at full speed and still be hitting boost, because I was not told this. All right, mm-hmm. and so no joke, I'm pretty sure I hit platinum without knowing this. I also <laughs> learned that far too late in the game, um, <laughs> to the point that so I, I've talked about it before. Romeo Sarah was my old like twos partner for like five seasons straight at the beginning of the game, um, and he apparently knew it in like season two. I found out in like season five after already hitting GC twice, uh, and still did not. <laughs> know that like i made it all the way to the top like 0.2 percent of the players in the game without knowing one of the most basic functionalities of the game so i promise you you are not alone on that and i guarantee we have a listener that's like what and like we'll now go in game and test to figure all out right, what that so is PSA, and they're probably a plat <laughs> psa if you flip three times while driving forward you're gonna hit um what's it called is it supersonic supersonic and that's the fastest you can go Mm-hmm. So you can actually hit that speed without using any boost. You can actually get there in two flips if you're smart enough about it. If you're well, are we 
If you're not using boost, and if you do, yeah, no boost, if you, you do a wave do two dash flips. and then a flip. You got it. So wave dash into a, into a diagonal front flip, uh, you'll be going supersonic. Into a diagonal front flip, all right. So this is, here, here's a thing also to add on. Did you know that your car flips faster if you flip on a diagonal axis because the the speed of all flips are the exact same? So it takes, I think it's like, like 0.75 seconds or something for a full rotation to happen. Mm -hmm. However, if you do a diagonal flip, since that's the longest axis of your car from point to point, um, it takes your car moves the fastest to complete that 0.75 seconds. So flip, if, where if you're side going... rolling mm -hmm. is the quickest, uh, sorry, the slowest because it's the smallest axis, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, because I listen, I kind of knew that because there's the kickoff. Like yes. The, yeah. The, the what do they call it? Like I guess the diagonal kickoff. Diagonal or like corner? fast launch. Like you, the... you just yeah. That's the flip you do if you want to be there faster and not use boost. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, yeah. I can't say in game if I'm going straight back to net, I usually just front flip. So mm -hmm. I don't know if. So what I do is it, it becomes like a it's it becomes like a kind of motor function. Like I literally can can't not do it anymore. Is every time let's say I let's say I've just went for a challenge and I'm in there net and I turn around, I always start with a wave dash regardless of where I am in the field. Um, I, I will always start with a wave dash yeah. in into like a drift that puts me slightly diagonally, and then I just front flip. But since my car was already diagonal when I started, it does a diagonal front flip for and me, and I instantly get the supersonic. Is that yeah. actually faster? So that's because you can significantly. Supersonic. Okay. You got it. So it's two flips. So it's two flips into, and this goes back to I think three or four episodes ago when I was talking about boost lanes with taking the pennies. Mm -hmm. So if you do that perfectly into a lane, if you do not touch boost the entire way, you should get back to net with at least seventy-five boost, uh, with only using two flips on the way. All right. So uh, there's the second thing. <laughs> wow, that that was good. That really got there. <laughs> uh, no, that, I listen. I. I think it's good. I think it's good because I there's constantly small things about the game that you might watch a pro do, but you won't mm -hmm. know that they're... You don't appreciate like, the thought appreciate. that goes into that. Yeah, Yeah. so um, wave dash into... is a, uh, It's called diagonal. A diagonal front flip. Diagonal yeah. front flip is the fastest way all right, to get back. That's going to be mm -hmm. number two, all right? Because I feel like I'm going to start using that right away. Um, I'm waiting for the Reddit commenters to come in and be like, actually, it's 0.8 seconds for a front flip or like i don't actually know the times i know i'm gonna be corrected by someone but we'll see <laughs> i don't i don't yeah uh if, if there's reddit comments that's that's great you know engagement mm -hmm. i hear that like brings people back you know um no so uh last thing this one i actually have to th have to think about a bit but mm -hmm. um like i almost want to say fast aerial just because it seems like something that a lot of bronze to gold players don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but it just seems at this point, like so far behind what the level I'm playing at now, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say fast aerial just cause um, I feel like at this point I'm representing like the players just learning the game. Um, and so I feel like it's a mandatory skill you kind of need to have. Yeah, um, and it basically it's just boost, jump, boost. Is, is that <laughs> boost till jump, boost jump? <laughs> I, I don't know if it, that, it's like it seems. Yeah, that's a good way to explain it. Yeah. Like you, it. I'm sure there's. It's way better visually if you see it, and it seems very like oh that that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But most people when they go into a jump, they'll um they'll be just driving, then they'll jump, and then they'll boost into it right yep. or they'll double jump and then boost into it 
but by um by i guess boosting jumping boosting jumping that's like the optimal quickest way to get up into the air definitely yeah. um so i guess i suppose this is more for uh lower rank players but definitely learn to do that because that when you see people fly through the air and hit the ball significantly faster than you do um then uh, that's what they're doing that's what they're doing <laughs> actually i remember the first time i learned it i started getting some crazy aerial goals mm-hmm. all right but it was like it being gold so like like no one else was in the air with me so that was great but also the... yeah yeah continue i mean they were in the air but like not not the speed i was going but also i would yeah. like shoot out from my side like a cannon mm-hmm. hit like supersonic and then just like hope for the best like mm-hmm. Like nowadays, like I'm, I'm actually probably a little slower in the air, but I'm already moving towards where the ball is gonna be, so I'll get there, right? Yep. Um, but back then it would be like, because I, I think I practiced on the, uh, the like trainer, the aerial trainer, mm-hmm. and what I do is just like launch myself from one side of the field and just like throw myself and hopefully my trajectory, <laughs> my original trajectory hits the ball, you know? Like, yep. <laughs> that was literally all my thought process back then. Now I'm like tilting and, and like moving a little bit sideways and, and twisting and stuff a bit to, to get the aim obviously going towards the net. But originally it was just like, it felt like I was literally a cannon, you know? Like if an aerial <laughs> yep. is going to hit, the original tra- trajectory had to be right. Um, the, there's even some control schemes that you can change up for to make fast launches easier. And so um, I'm actually using the same controller scheme that I kind of came up with i guarantee there's a pro that uses it and then someone would be like no you didn't think of that but um i i just try to think of what's the best way that i can have two fingers on uh, like one finger on jump and one finger on boost at the exact same time mm-hmm. because i really struggled with the so i'm on an xbox controller so i really struggled with the a and b because i i like i just didn't enjoy having to yeah i changed that right away actually this is remote, good this is a right? good bonus bonus yeah. thing i wish i knew all right keep going yeah yeah, so for me, what I do, and so the, the Broccoli team rips me apart for this because uh, they think it's so weird, but it is, to me, so useful. And I remember when I the day I changed it, I had the exact same feeling you had. I was, like, disgusted looking down at how much faster I was than everyone I was playing at the rank I was at at that point. And I remember, like, jokingly screaming, like, with my friends being, because a couple of my buddies also switched to the same scheme, being like, do you know what our controller settings are? <laughs> like, like you're not even on our level. You, you, um, had, you had I your have. anime glasses already tilted yeah. out, you know? <laughs> Um, so they for can't my, see my controller scheme, my, <laughs> through my scheme. Uh, All right, keep going. Um, no, no, no worries. My uh, so my scheme, my scheme, <laughs> my controller layout is uh, A is my jump for X on on PS4 uh, controllers, and then RB or R1 is my boost, um, which I find really valuable because then what I do is I have my uh, so I play with the double finger on the trigger, so I have my middle finger on my triggers and my index fingers on my bumpers um so like that, that's just the way i've always played and so for me it works really well because i can gas boost and jump all the same time using my middle finger my index finger i actually my thumb. use the same one nice good to hear so but you know why i chose end up sorry i didn't, i'm gonna interrupt no, here but go. Go. Um, yeah. i think the reason i end up is because i wanted to be able to use the x and b or uh i don't know what that is on ps4 um but yeah, of which the one, x and b yeah, so that'd be square and circle. On square and PS4. circle as, um, like, uh, when you're in the air to, to aerial, sorry, to, mm-hmm. to tilt towards to left, air roll. right. Air roll left, right. Yep. So I want to use those. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to change B to RB because that makes way more sense. Interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was not my, my train of thought. The, the the whole, the tip of using the air roll left and right that like, hadn't come out. People didn't even know what it was at the time when I had made the 
that you know uh, that controller you know switch. What I really like... uh, so now. Oh, sorry, I'm, I keep interrupting. <laughs> oh, I don't mind at all. Yeah, all right, go um, for it if you have. Uh, yeah. I want to say what I really liked originally when I was in gold or platinum, is that mm -hmm. left or right air roll is really nice for like, um, I guess suppose receiving passes or shooting off of passes. Um, cause I could tilt my car perfectly like 90 degrees and then like fly that way. Almost. Oh, okay. I get that. Um, yeah. Smart. Uh, and so like, if you're not, you're not, even if you're not comfortable twisting, it's really good if you just want to do like a, like just stay sideways in the air for a longer period of time. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. My, so my air roll buttons though, um, are half similar to yours. So I have my air roll left is actually clicking in my left stick. Um, because by doing that, that actually, uh, makes, uh, uh half flips a lot easier. Um, because by well, basically what I do is I just backflip and flip cancel as soon as I do it. And then all I need to do is click in left stick and the car rotates for me. Mm -hmm. And so now I've, so now I've done my half flip. So like, that was my train of thought for there. And then I have arrow right basically on the opposite end of the controller by putting it on B, uh, or, or circle, uh, to do that instead. So th those are my two where I have it. And those also same thing work pretty well for, for, uh, when I'm using fast aerials. Yeah. All right. So definitely tip. look at your controls and also see what pros are doing. That's that's mm -hmm. our final um, beginner's corner. Let's move on. Let's do it. Because uh, that was a long segment, a good one, but a long one. That's good. Um, all right. Uh, let's th thoughts on Brock's uh, little run there into the esports uh, collegiate Tespa scene, I guess. I suppose or CSL um, or whatever. So like how we're doing on CSL, you mean? Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, let me know. Yeah, I got some frustrations to vent if you want that. Oh, more, more hot more. takes from Combo. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. as a little update, uh, in so how CSL is running is we have twenty conferences, eight teams each, and the top three teams from each move on. Uh, with I think there's four fourth place teams that just kind of have like the wild card, like the best records out of all the conferences, uh, move on. So uh, Brock has clinched first in their conference. Pretty exciting. Uh, oh, awesome. So we're, we're uh, so we're just waiting for our conference to finish up to, is, to see. Why is that not uh, posted on our Twitter yet? Uh, it, I sent it to uh, you asked for the results and those are the ones I sent and I don't know I guess he never put it on the Twitter oh I remember because our conference hasn't finished yet oh, uh, you're technically, wait and yeah, yeah. he wanted to wait till it's official yeah. technically it has finished but I keep refreshing the standings which I'm doing right now every single day and it's still we're still only one of the two teams you want that have all the played games, all the games to be played so it, it looks yeah. nice alright I get you it I get it still hasn't so we have seven games played everyone else has six except the team that we beat to go six and one um so anyway, so uh, the other team, uh, so second place team is going to be Akron Zips, uh, which is like one of the best teams in the world. Um, they also went six and one. Uh, well, they're five and one right now, but they're playing our last place team, so I'm going to assume they're going to go six and one. Um, but uh, they've also already clinched second, so so that won't be changing. Um, uh, anyways, frustrations. So uh, similar for any like collegiate sport that plays in CSL, you need to send in player verifications to prove that your players are of good academic standing and full-time students uh, is, is the two major things they need to prove. Um, so our school, uh, which is is little crappy for this, uh, is that the, they don't use um, the language of good standing in any transcripts or things like that. And I don't know if you've ever looked into this, Flash, but... Uh, oh, our Overwatch it, team is dealing with the same thing. So 
I, I bet. And so I have been working tirelessly for the last four weeks that these verifications have been out trying to message the one single admin for all 400 teams in Rocket League CSL, um, trying to work out uh, if our verification is good. I sent him several tests and he, he said the first couple were good. Then I sent in the actual test via email and never got an answer. Uh, anyways, verification was due last Sunday uh, and I get an email on Monday morning being like, oh, uh, your verification isn't going to go through through because uh, we can't prove that uh, you're currently in good standing, even though we sent them our grades with letters of good standing, with schedules, with email proof. Like we, we sent a three-page document for each player with uh, like as much proof as we could potentially put in. Uh, so I replied right away and I was like, okay, I was like, please just let me know what, what you need and like where to go and, and so we can get this through because like I don't obviously want us to forfeit based on lack of mm -hmm. verification. Um, still no response and it is now wednesday and i responded i think he sent me the email sunday night and i responded like sunday or monday morning at like 2 a.m or whenever i was awake at that point and still no response still waiting uh and because I, I obviously we need to get him new documentation even though the same the guy who has said it's denied is the admin that i have a screenshot saying yes those files look good for when i sent them to him via discord so uh getting a little frustrated right now because we just want to get our spot and know that we're good uh but uh, we're working through so that. if you're listening to the podcast i want you to at csl all right <laughs> tell them to verify the brock team all right that's what i want i want i will several... say i I feel awful for this admin because the fact that he is the only admin for as many teams as there are, everyone's oh, going to open up CSL general chat and people are ripping on him. And I'm like, man, he's doing his darn bestest here trying to, to get everyone that's true, verified. That's true. And, I take back, uh, I take back yeah. my witch hunt. <laughs> but I think CSL needs to, to check themselves and have a, a little more staff for yeah. this, right? Like, like the, there's a lot of schools competing in a lot of sports, and if if I'm hearing that Brock has having other teams with these problems, clearly it's not a it was a just not us well. Thing, we're having so. the same problem, but it isn't with CSL specifically. Um, mm. The it's a different league, um, but it's just the oh, verification. Oh, the league they got added to, like that new one. Yeah, the like new that. one that's uh, run by yeah. it's kind of associated to Toronto Defiant, which is the pro Overwatch team. Yeah. So uh, they have like York, uh, Toronto, us, uh, and a whole bunch of just universities from like Southern or just Ontario in general. Yeah, hella cool. Um, which very, is very really cool. cool. But it, yeah, they, I think they had like some dumb process of trying to get that uh, figured out. Anyway, all right. So that's that's that. So is there anything game wise you want to talk about or no? You're just happy winning winning the conference. Uh, yeah, we're pumped. We won the conference. We we ha we literally have not played a game in two weeks uh, because this is how long we've been done our season and waiting for this to go. And our playoffs don't start for another two weeks. So well, I see you have uh, two weeks to figure this out. Uh, I suppose right. So I, I assume that's why they gave such a big gap. So we're my plan right now is to give the boys two weeks off. So now we're gonna start scrimming again back to our normal schedule this upcoming week, so we can get back into the flow. Uh, and then we're just looking forward to Saints gaming live in June. Yeah, that so. that's uh, hopefully coming through it's bring your own pc by the way just so you're aware. yes yeah the boys all know that so um, uh we're gonna need to figure out something for our one psn player uh for there because the lan ets was not fun trying to get for uh, a fourth pc for yeah our fourth guy um regardless that that will be hopefully um actually confirmed today the funding for it should be confirmed today hopefully awesome so uh just just to just to what's it called to uh go behind the curtain a little bit but um last we were, we were supposed to have a funding presentation last week but uh the snow <laughs> the the like storm actually stopped us from having our funding presentation 
Um, Classic Canada. Which was a headache in itself because then I had to redo my budget, which is a story for another day. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had to we had to move some things around. Um, anyway, it it looks good though. Good. I'm glad. Well, I was like, we we did the spring CCA uh, series. Nice. The, they, they they have tournaments, and that was also during the storm. And we did not finish a single scrim because one of the three of us would consistently lose power during the oh, day. Our fourth did, literally did not have power for eight eight hours straight, so could not play. Uh, and then we ended up having massive connectivity issues because campus started going down as well. So uh, we got like put out super way earlier than we thought we would have purely because of the the weather. So. Awesome. All right. I think that's good. All right, we're going we're gonna to push it along. Um, yeah. We had a shorter episode last week, but I don't, I don't think anyone hated it too much. Uh, we're, <laughs> trying, we're trying to find like that optimal time. I think it's around mm-hmm. 40 to 50 minutes, I think, is our optimal time. Um, but, you know, if you're on Reddit and you disagree or on Twitter, just feel free to add us. Um, no, uh, what, I'm, what I was going to say is the last thing I want to talk about is a successful eSport. All right. Um, there, a while ago, um, I, I think Flutman made a video about Psionics pushing to be like the the greatest esport around or whatever. Yep. Um, and I want I want you to start. I guess what I want to start the uh, conversation with is what is for an e- from the esports perspective, what does uh, Psionics have going for it as a game? All right, and then what mm-hmm. does it have going against it? Yeah, the. Whenever I've been asked this, especially for people who don't know a lot about the esports market and then like get talking to me, particularly about something like Rocket League, um, I, I think the one thing that I will always sell to people, and I still haven't heard any real reason why this isn't a massive positive, is Rocket League is one of the only games on the top 50 esports list right now that does not promote some type of violence in some capacity. Um, if you think demoing does that, that can be a different conversation. But uh, the like the top esports in the world right now are all revolved around some form of attacking another team, whether that be like CS:GO, which is the the literal killing of of the other team of five, or if it's like any of the the MOBAs where it's it's killing the other champions. Um, it always has to do with some type of whether cartoony or quite real violence. Like, like I think like Rainbow Six is, is really doing a good push right now in, into uh, into the esports market. And but still, like that is a, like an obscenely violent game and will not make it onto to popular TV because of that. Um, which will always be one of the biggest things holding esports in general back. Rocket League is the only esport that has been massively, massively supported on the TV market with the NBC Universal Open, which has now happened twice uh, and mm. has been all over ESPN4. And uh, I literally, I was scrolling my Instagram Explore a couple of days ago, and and there, the actual ESN page, ESN, ESPN page had a Rocket League highlight on there, um, and I was like, oh, like okay, <laughs> that's pretty cool um so the cyanox has that massive massive advantage going forward is the fact that it there's no violence whatsoever it is a completely family-friendly sport to watch uh and like no parents have to worry because it's the same as like if my dad asked me to come watch the hockey game i could go ask my kid in the future to come watch the rocket league game right like Mm -hmm. uh, i think that's such a such a big positive also along with that weirdly talking about my dad um when i first started playing the game a lot uh i was living at home and he he used to like walk in and he'd normally see me playing games or whatever in my bedroom and just leave um didn't really care but he'd see me playing rocket league and he, like he understood what a breakout was because he, he's a huge sports guy he'd understand what a, like a nice save is or like because it's such a simple premise of like one team versus the other team who put 
how many balls in the other person's net like that is the basics of most popular sports now course, like yeah. in, in modern day so like it's such such an easy and accessible sport for people to watch which i think is really cool uh, and it's just about getting over that hump to make it to make it successful there so that, that's the big positive that at least i've been seeing nice yeah. um i say for for negatives at least mm-hmm. um i feel like uh i don't i don't know i don't think this is actually let me backtrack before I go into negatives. <laughs> all right, let me let me talk about. Um, it feels like we're getting to a point where a lot of big esports games don't have a lot of individual, like streamers. Does that make sense? Like it feels Expand. like the tournaments themselves are the big push, right? Because if if, ah, yep. if if you're to yep. look at Twitch right now, right, and you look at um, StarCraft, uh, Rocket League, Overwatch, even right relative to their tournaments the size of people that are streaming the game is very small right um but then you get Fortnite and like apex and stuff and people are watching it like crazy but i don't think anybody would necessarily want to watch tournaments for it right yeah people hate br tournaments yeah so uh, it's it's very interesting how it's i don't talk about h1z1 was the greatest term no uh, (laughs) (laughs) um no but uh in general it feels like They've gone to the point where professional um, broadcasts are actually the the way the way to watch it or consume the product, right? Which is a good thing, I think, in general, yeah. if you're trying to push esports. Um, mm-hmm. What I was gonna say though, to that effect though, is for some reason I feel like Rocket League doesn't have the status, or I don't know if it's like the status or the recognition that like. I feel like some of some of the the older or maybe like if there's a Super Smash Melee tournament, a CS:GO mm-hmm. tournament, or even a StarCraft tournament that's on on Twitch and it's getting a high viewership, I feel like there's a lot of people willing to tune in even though they don't watch the game normally. And yep. I think that's one thing the Rocket League currently doesn't have. Like I feel like you're either playing the game and watching it or you're not at all. Fair, yeah. Um, and I I think it's because and I've, I've alluded to this before. It feels like it has the most crossover with uh, people who play actual sports. Definitely. Um, so in, in that ways, I, I'd, I'd almost like, hear me out here. Okay. Except for <laughs> obviously the younger audience or maybe even the younger audience. Let's not kid ourselves. I feel like the crossover between call of duty and um, rocket league is probably greater than like rocket league and the more mainstream esports games. Yeah, for sure. I'd agree. Um, I think it's the casual nature of it, right? Is is where it comes from. Is like Rocket League is such a casual game to get into, so is Call of Duty. Whereas CS:GO is far from a casual game to get into. Same as League of, League of Legends, right? Um, like, I don't know many people that play either of those two games casually. But I, I, will, I do I would... know. To be fair, I do know a lot of people who do play League casually, and it's only because I think I think there's something to be said about they like them and overwatch they have like just very colorful characters yep um and there's something to be said about people enjoying literally just playing random modes in the game um or just playing with friends while csgo like if you're going in like i know csgo skins are cool but like uh the game is not pretty the game is not as pretty (laughs) yeah yeah um no i I get that i I think for me and i'm definitely biased because i I don't play mobas but um i 
I think it's just the nuances of a MOBA. To me, even a casual MOBA player isn't comparable to a casual COD player or a casual Rocket League player. Like to me, they are still more of a gamer or like a, like, a, like a, that stereotypical gamer than like the, my hockey team of all these guys who go home and yeah, they'll play Chell and they'll play COD, but like I would never call any of them a gamer. Whereas if any of them play League of Legends, regardless of how much, I'm like, yep, you're you are a gamer. You fit that 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 route. If you know what I mean, I think that's why I say it. it's not as casual because I can say to my girlfriend right now being like, she'll see me playing Rocket League or like, I, I don't play a lot of COD, but she'll see me playing COD and she gets it. And she's like, yeah, like it's just a game you play kind of thing. Whereas if I'm playing League of Legends, she's like, I don't even want to look at that. Like, what is that? Right? <laughs> like, it's, it, it just, it might be that nuance of it. And like, again, I, I I hope like you or no other people take a, like offense to that because like, no, I no, don't play mobile, so so I don't have a good perspective on it. But um, no, I, that's I, the way listen, I listen. I got it. This is this is if you were to really simplify it, all right? Mm-hmm. If I out to go Rocket League, Call of Duty, all right? I'm gonna imagine the person playing the game is wearing mm-hmm. a hat backwards, all right? Has the flow okay, hair, me. all right? Describing me, <laughs> um, and probably plays hockey on weekends and beer league, all right? also describing me. um all right <laughs> if i were to imagine the person playing league of legends mm-hmm. um or overwatch is well one there's probably a lot more girl gamers that's that's just i think yeah. that's true yeah i think that would be i true. didn't even make that connection but yeah i think you're completely um, correct and it, I, listen you, you can say what you want but the fact that there's actually female characters in the game i think helps yep um because a lot of times I mean, I suppose Rocket League is quite impartial, but a lot of times Call of Duty, like CSGO, you got, like, military men, right? Like, that is your focus. You're musky men. Musky yep. men. Um, early boys. No, okay, so that's the first thing. And then uh, the second thing is they probably watch anime. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're probably at, like, an 80% yeah, yeah. or 70% at least, you know what I mean? Like, yep. just because the graphics <laughs> are more similar to that aesthetic and art style, right? As, and I guess being a more typical or traditional nerd as opposed to, you know, we're playing hockey on the weekend, you know? You got it. Yep. Um, like my, so that, that's, I think the hockey example is a, is a huge one because I, so I have like three very distinct friend groups in my life. We're getting personal now. I have my work friends, whereas like, so like I work in residence life, so it's a very like emotional and like live-in position. So I have these like hyper emotional, like really good listener, like almost psychiatrist friends. I have, <laughs> gaming friends who will talk about anime will talk about any games we'll watch esports like we'll have esports viewing parties and then i i think like, i play junior hockey uh like I, i'm a, I like being athletics is just as big a part of my life as is video games and so then i have my like hockey boys where like we like we have a group chat that's called like beers with like <laughs> like the beer emojis and all kind of stuff and all they do is post pictures of girls and like hockey stats and like when we hang out like we are playing call of duty we are playing chell or we are going out to bars or playing hockey. Like that is the only four things that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and, and rocket league fits in that. Like, like I have played rocket league with all those boys, but I, like if I ever was like, yo, let's play like overwatch or yo, let's play uh, like one of those more gamer games. And even overwatch is still right on that cusp. Um, they, they don't overwatch be like, is, like, why? Is just right? 
it's it's like just in between you know what i mean right it, it, uh, that's why it's such a good market man like i don't play overwatch but i have so much respect for it because it's the perfect in between market it's, where and... uh, same thing like one of my buddies who is a hockey guy lives and breathes overwatch but doesn't talk about it because he thinks it's too nerdy but i'm like man it's like it's a hyper competitive game and it's also one of the only games that is trying to mimic the sports market by having cities named yeah they're literally teams, having right? cities right yeah. like toronto yeah. vancouver um, yep yeah like, I mean, I'm not going to go into, like, the fact that I feel like half the roster should at least be local if you're going to yeah. do that. Like, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like, like there's in Toronto. Let me let me just side tangent here a bit. All right. Yeah, Toronto currently has a really – it's a really good Korean team that they've bought in, right? They brought uh, in I didn't know that. Great Korean team. But, like, I think we could find, right, like, six really good Asian players, all right, in Toronto and have a decent <laughs> yeah, team yeah. pay significantly yeah. less money and have people much more invested. I'm just yep. saying, all right? Yeah, yeah. the good Toronto boy listens to Drake kind of thing. Like, yeah, you you <laughs> want to see him repping the flag. Yeah, I get that for sure. No, I actually didn't know that. I, I didn't know they bought in a, a Korean team. No, that's really Like, the, the only problem I have with the league is right now it's, like, most of the top teams are just Korean teams. And they're players that are brought in a system and a culture where it's way more accepted, right? So they have yeah. a lot more liberty of getting better. Um, at least I keep telling myself that, right? Uh, maybe there's no, just maybe there's yeah. actually you know if we want to get into a, a free will versus uh, determinism argument about whether genetics play a role in how good these players are at esports, uh, we can. But my point is, <laughs> <laughs> um, my point is um, that a lot of the best teams are Korean teams that had an infrastructure and they're and they're just brought over full Korean roster. They speak Korean, hardly speak English. You know, and but they're representing North American teams a lot of the time, um, mm-hmm. and so, like I think for in order for it to grow at some point, it's gonna I feel like it's gonna have to represent the city they're actually in. Yep, um, I, I've always loved that though of the, the using the city names because like we'll, we'll keep using my dad as an example because he's just a dad, a father figure. Um, like if I was ever watching uh, like Overwatch League on Twitch or whatever, and he were to walk in my room, he'd look and like, even though he had no idea what's going on the screen, at least he looks, he's like, oh, like that's San Antonio versus Toronto. Like I get that. Okay. Like, yeah. Which I think is really cool. Like I think that's such a smart marketing idea. Whereas like, even though, yes, he can walk in at least in some capacity, understand the, the gameplay of Rocket League, he can look at, let's say he would look like rocket league he'd be like okay cloud nine versus dignitas like okay like like that means nothing to (laughs) him whereas like i look and i'm like those are the giants man like like the and but still that like that means nothing to him which uh, i think it almost like if rocket league could move towards that city thing i would love that but that's such a hard route to take ultimately for esports you to, to be fair like everyone is the reason there's so much investment um into this overwatch thing is because I think people are realizing like they're taking a hit, but they're trying to build something. Mm-hmm. Like it took it took you know before soccer became this multi, like decentralized, multi league system that eventually had UEFA come in, and mm-hmm. FIFA. Like it was just a bunch of British people playing soccer like a hundred years ago, right? It took like half a decade before anything seriously happened. Yep. Um, and so they're trying to do it within like four or five years. So. I think a lot of people are just accepting that they're going to take hits. Yeah. I think people have a little too high expectations sometimes with like the major esports fans like are like, why isn't it like as popular as real sports yet? And like, like I hear those sometimes and I see that on Reddit sometimes, but I'm like, but I think your point is dead on is that like the, 
like the NHL, like, I, I know I keep going to hockey and like you're the soccer guy, I'm the hockey guy here, but I'm good, um, like, dude. The I, NHL, listen, um, listen, when the Sens were doing well, I was following the Sens, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, the I always forget that you're an Ottawa native, um, yeah. but uh, the so when the NHL was like in its infancy in the 20s and 30s, like those guys were still working in factories and then like nine to fives and then going to play professional hockey <laughs> for the like Montreal Maroons in in the 30s and that like that if you picture that today, you're like, how is that even remotely fathomable? Those guys are the giants of the industry. Right. And that now it's the exact same. Like, it's like someone like, like Licinio, who I talked about last time I was on after land ATS, like, like that, that kid still goes to school. Like he's still trying to get a degree because he knows for a fact that Rocket League is not going to pay his bills forever, that he's going to need to do other stuff, which I really respect. And it's going to be a hell of a long time until we actually get close with esports for, for this to happen. Unless, right? to, to unless you're a player in Overwatch League right now. <laughs> Why? Well, I don't even know what's their you're like, making, are they six oh, figures. Oh yeah, no. Uh, Van- yeah. Um, so the Korean team that Vancouver picked up, um, mm-hmm. they were at a stalemate. Are all Canadian teams Korean? Yep, yep. Um, this, they were at a stalemate um, because they want all one. I think two hundred fifty grand minimum for the year. Jesus. And I'm pretty sure they got something close to it. I bet. <laughs> so. That's that's the kind of money that's floating around. Also, if you want to get paid, dude, just go to one of the Chinese teams. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, just be a better player and then go to the Chinese teams. They'll throw money at you. Yeah. Um, that's the way to make money. No. Um, it's good though. It's good that players are being yeah paid what they owe. I think, I think the biggest thing, and this is, I feel like I was gonna talk more about Psyonix. It hasn't really happened, but I'm okay with it. No. <laughs> I think in general, in general, for esports to grow as a whole, is finding ways for sustainable income. Or leagues yep. that are not running on a deficit, because because yep. there's a lot of leagues that essentially esports is their advertising money almost. Yeah, like it's it's like within the budget that that's the that's what they're losing. That's the money they're losing, um, but they're accepting it because it's you know like League of Legends, right? It's like they're definitely losing money on esports, but as long as they're making some bill like a billion dollars or whatever a year in the actual game and esports is just a marketing tool, then it's like acceptable costs. If that makes sense. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Um, and so I suppose that's kind of the nature of the beast. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on this? Uh, no, I, I think you had it on a good point there. Like if I could just add like anything is yeah. that I think that will end up being the fatal flaw of esports for the, at least foreseeable future is that whereas something like hockey, basketball, soccer was an idea that was created into a market inter- entertainment. This is a product that's being created into an in- a product and and like a market and an entertainment, right? So um, that that's the hard part is like Cyanix, let's say, can just stomach all the money they get from esports if they want to and just keep prize pools low, or they can take the the use it as marketing, run a deficit, and so on. So um, that will. I could see that continuing to be a problem, even though right now I don't really think it is. Um, but that at least is the the massive difference well, that we will forever yeah. have between esports and actual sports. Well, right? and like if you think about it, until we're selling out arena, like arena costs, like we don't talk mm-hmm. about this, but arena sales, like ticket sales, jersey sales, mm-hmm. like all that, like random stuff, is what keeps franchises in these sports leagues. Be- like that's what makes them profitable. And TV yep. deals, right? And like. Yeah. Not no one in esports is currently getting that kind of money to to yep. support the 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 team itself as opposed to the game. All right, uh, I think it's been a good episode. Uh, I'm gonna call it here. Yeah. All right, I think I don't know we're we're, we're around that 50, 50 something minute mark. 
So, uh, yep. Uh, you know, let us know. Uh, obviously, add us if you, um, you know, if you if you want, if you what do you think? Like, do you think you rather longer shows, you rather shorter shows? Just let us know. Um, mm-hmm. As for new announcements, I don't know if you heard about this, um, but I'm probably I'm probably gonna start pushing Radio Public people to start listening to Radio Public. Uh, sure. Because we get two cents a listen. Oh, all right. So wow, it's it's something. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. It's not nothing. Um, so they have a Android app. They have an iOS app. So if you want to start listening there, that would really support us. Um, so that would be good. Uh, continuing my long running dream of uh, making back the costs that I put into this podcast originally. <laughs> um. Anyway, from that, uh, your your mission should you choose to accept it for this week is improve on one skill all right over of any type of skill but one skill and it doesn't even have to be rock league right anything take something for the next week just practice it and get better at it that's my nice that's my mission all right with that uh we here from asap weekly say goodbye goodbye